Welcome back to Kohelet, a podcast brought to you by the elder team of Maricopa Springs Family Church, where we spend time talking through theology, Christian doctrine, the Bible. Really, this is uh, only episode two. And today, I'm going to give you an introduction for what you can expect over the next couple of months as you listen to this podcast. We, as an elder team, decided that we wanted to start this podcast by taking our listeners through a book called Systematic Theology by Wayne Grudem. This is a book that you can purchase on Amazon for about $35. You can also get the book on Audible, and you could potentially listen to it during your commute to work. It's a big, intimidating book. I We'll be honest and tell you up front, it's about 1,500 pages. There's more than 50 chapters, but it is a book that is well worth the investment of your time. So in the preface of this book, Wayne Grudem explains a few reasons why he decided to write this book. And I want to go th- start by going through these because we are going to take you chapter by chapter through this book. Uh, it's going to take us at least 50-something weeks. And um, Grudem lays this out for us to help us understand why this is an important work that we should engage in. Uh, He begins by explaining that theology should be biblical. So if we're going to think rightly about God, the way that we can think about God is through what God has revealed to us. Um, We can only rightly know God based on what he has told us in his word. So theology should come from the Bible. Uh, Wayne Grudem is going to labor to support his theological conclusions from biblical evidence. He's not going to just make this up. It's going to come from the text of scripture. And this is good for us because I think far too many people today get their understanding of God just based on kind of their own thoughts, their own feelings, uh, maybe something they heard from somebody that they thought sounded good. And I'll say at this point, this is going to make our podcast a little bit challenging because if you're not uh, reading this book, then you won't be able to see all the places in which he references scripture. We'll try our best to lay those out for you. Um, I do encourage you to consider picking up a copy of this book. Um, but at some points, it's just not going to be possible in 30 minutes, a 30, 25 to 30 minute podcast to reference everything that Wayne Grudem does to support his arguments. OK, another reason for his decision to write this book, he tells us, is to make biblical doctrine clear and understandable. The truth is the Bible is a big book, but it's it's not too difficult for us to understand Um, In one of the chapters, we'll talk about this more specifically, but God's desire is for us to understand his word and to understand theology, to understand him, to understand doctrine. And so Wayne Grudem wanted to write a book to make these concepts very simple and accessible to normal people. He didn't write this book for uh, Bible college students or scholars he really wrote it for your average everyday Christian to just, to just help them understand the Bible and doctrine and theology better. He does a great job in this book explaining some very complex terms in very simple ways. And that flows from this conviction he has that God wants his people to know this stuff. Uh, so I love that. He also 
explains that a reason for writing this book was application. This is not merely a, a labor of knowing things about God. This is about knowing God so that we love him more, so that in response to our love for him, we live out his word. So we will definitely, as we make our way through this book, explore what these things mean for everyday life. He further explains that he wants to encourage the church to believe that the Bible is completely true and trustworthy. So the Bible is our perfect source for all knowledge about God. This is so fundamental. This is why even the first section of this book is going to be on the doctrine of the word of God. Uh, because everything kind of makes or breaks on that. Um, that's really the watershed where if you reject that everything in the Bible is true and an accurate revelation of who God is, if you reject that, then you're basically left choosing what parts of the Bible you want to like and what other parts you want to toss out. Whereas if you begin with this idea that the Bible is true, it's authoritative for our lives, it reveals God to us, then you humbly submit yourself to God's word and uh, you let it uh, speak into your life instead of you determining what it should or shouldn't say. Okay. Another reason for this book is to cultivate unity in the church. Um, there's a lot of subjects that we're going to cover in this book where people are divided and they have different opinions. And that's ultimately okay. But Wayne Grudem has this conviction that if he can take people to the text and argue his conclusions from the text of scripture, he has this conviction that he'll be able to persuade people that this is what the Bible in fact teaches so that we can actually be unified around these things. I, I do appreciate that. Um, I realize that that's not always going to be the case. Good people, smart people, Christian, God-fearing, God-loving people are still sometimes going to disagree on some interpretations. Um, but I do think it's reasonable for us to say, let's look at God's word. Let's try and understand what it says. And if we do that, then generally, most of the time, we should be able to reach pretty similar conclusions. So hopefully unity will come out of this. Uh, another reason for writing this book, he says, is that he had a conviction that there was a need for greater doctrinal understanding in the church. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. If you look at modern surveys about what Christian people think and believe, the answers are really kind of sad. Um, too many people who call themselves Christians don't have a real solid understanding as to what the Bible teaches. And so a book like this helps take people who are Christians and ground them in a right understanding of the Bible, good theology, and um, that equips them to better live in this world, to better live life according to what the Bible teaches, to better engage with their neighbors and skeptics and things like that. So I'm very thankful for this book. Um, I will uh, admit to you that I have read it on a few occasions. Dr. Grudem was one of my professors at seminary. And um, I'll also say there are maybe a couple of points through the book where I do, in fact, kind of disagree with his conclusions. But um, this is just a phenomenal way of, of getting a better understanding of Scripture. So in chapter one, which is what we're going to cover today, 
Uh, Wayne Grudem just gives us an introduction. So the material that I just went through, that was actually in the preface. So in the introduction, we begin by getting a definition of systematic theology. And I, I do really appreciate Gr Wayne Grudem's uh, definitions. For a definition of systematic theology, he says, systematic theology is any study that answers the question, what does the whole Bible teach us today about any given topic? So, for example, we might say, what does the whole Bible teach us today about marriage? Well, there are multiple passages in the Bible that talk about marriage and that help us understand what God thinks about marriage and what we should believe and think about marriage as well. And so systematic theology is the process of taking a topic like that and then pulling together all of the relevant Bible verses and passages to get a complete picture of what the Bible teaches about this particular subject. So it involves collecting and understanding all of the relevant passages in the Bible on any number of topics and then summarizing those teachings so that we know what God wants us to believe about those topics. Now, it's different than something like philosophical theology or historical theology or biblical theology, actually. So let me define those. Philosophical theology is it begins with man thinking about God and using reason to reach conclusions about God. That's not what we're doing. We're using the Bible to reach conclusions about God. Reason is involved in the process, sure, but the Bible is what grounds systematic theology. Uh, historical theology is the question about what has the church believed about certain things at different points in history, okay? The theology that we have today in the 21st century, uh, it's been cultivated and developed throughout church history. And so we can look at theology from a historical perspective. Um, how, how did Christians think about these things at different points throughout the church? Uh, that's a worthy endeavor, but that's not systematic theology. And then biblical theology is probably the, the most difficult to kind of keep uh, distinct from systematic theology. But biblical theology is the idea, how, how has a theological concept uh, been taught throughout the process of the Bible? Okay, so for example, we can talk about Old Testament theology and New Testament theology. Of course, in the end, they all give us a theology of God, but the God of the Old Testament is, uh, well, let me put it this way. The God of the New Testament reveals something additional about himself when he becomes born in the form of a man, right? When Jesus takes on flesh, we get a, a not a new, but we get a different picture of who God is than in the Old Testament. That's not to say that these are different gods. It's only to say that throughout the course of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, we are slowly, progressively getting a better understanding of who God is. Uh, you know, for example, uh, the the Jews only the Jews believed that God was was one because that's what Scripture says, right? Deuteronomy six. They didn't really have a concept of the Trinity. 
We don't get that until we get to the New Testament. So biblical theology is just asking the question, you know, how, how, what, what is the Bible teaching theologically from cover to cover? Systematic theology is different because it's saying, what does the whole Bible teach us today about this particular subject? Okay, hopefully that's clear. Again, the goal is to summarize all of the biblical content so that we can think rightly about a particular subject matter. So the emphasis here is on what the Bible teaches us. That should be obvious. Um, As we do systematic theology, it is all grounded in the Bible. Uh, We're not really, I mean, at various points, we might consider theologians who came before us. Um, But the fact of the matter is we want to stick mostly to what the Bible verses, what the Bible passages say. And this teaching should lead us to application. So the goal is to study the Bible systematically with the intention of doing and believing all of the things that God has taught us in his word. Uh, Theology that is not practical is really not biblical. I mean, Jesus told us to follow him. Uh, That means not only believing the things that he taught, but doing the things he told us to do. So theology should be very practical. Uh, Grudem explains for us in this introductory chapter that the fact of the matter is every Christian does systematic theology. And he gives an example kind of like this. The Bible says when a Christian claims The Bible says that everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. Well, that is a statement that is not connected to a particular verse in this case. They are making a systematic theology claim. This is a summary of what the Bible teaches about salvation. And in saying something like that, a Christian is doing systematic theology. The problem is many Christians are doing this kind of systematic theology poorly. They don't know the biblical data that supports the things that they're saying. They couldn't take somebody to the verses that show that this is a true statement. They don't know the various passages that help the Christian understand this concept. Maybe they heard it said from a pastor or a friend And so they're saying it and it's true, but it's not very supported in their own mind from the biblical text. Okay, so if we're going to do systematic theology, which we are as Christians, then we should do it better. We should do it rightly. We should do it um, with with effort. We should put effort into it. Uh, systematic theology also emphasizes that beliefs must be based on scripture, not on human authorities, not on personal ideas, not on traditions or feelings. And as a result, then you may find some of the things that we cover in this endeavor to be a little bit challenging. So if you, you know, came from a church that taught something very passionately and that's what you learned and, um, you know, that teacher who was teaching it to you was very close to you, then if the biblical data that Grudem presents for us presents you with a different view, you're, you might have a hard time accepting that. Um, or if you grew up, you know, uh, in maybe the Catholic church and you're listening to this 
and you have a lot of your beliefs from Catholic tradition, well, then some of the things that we're going to cover could be a little bit challenging. And I encourage you not to get immediately upset if we come across information that's new to you, but rather do some research. Go to the Bible, go to the text of Scripture, and evaluate for yourself whether this is what the Bible is teaching. And if so, then I encourage you to be humble enough to accept uh, a new view based on the evidence from Scripture. So let's give a quick definition of doctrine. Because systematic theology gives us doctrine. When we look at the Bible systematically about certain topics, from that flows a biblical doctrine or a church doctrine. Okay, so doctrine A doctrine is what the whole Bible teaches us today about some particular topic. So when you do systematic theology, you are arriving at doctrinal positions. So the ones that make the big outline of this book that we're going to cover, and I'm going to give you his word for him, and then I'll give you the more technical theological word. But you have the doctrine of the word of God, which is sometimes called bibliology, the doctrine of God. That would be theology proper. Doctrine of man in the image of God. That's Christian anthropology. The doctrines of Christ and the Holy Spirit. That would be Christology and pneumatology. The doctrine of the application of redemption. Hamartiology and soteriology fit in there. You have the doctrine of the church, which would be ecclesiology, and then the doctrine of the future, which is eschatology. Now, look, you you might be a little bit overwhelmed, uh, even without the big ology words, uh, and that's okay. The whole purpose of this podcast is to give you this information, and so that's just a quick flyby, but as you continue to listen to this podcast, this stuff will become more and more clear. So there's two important presuppositions that we have at the beginning of studying systematic theology, and we want these to be very clear. These are beliefs that we hold at the outset, okay? These are the the presuppositions, the foundational ideas that set the stage for us to even talk about theology. The first one is that the Bible is true, And it is our only absolute standard of truth. The Bible is true, and it is our only absolute standard of truth. The second presupposition or belief that we begin with is that the God who is spoken of in the Bible exists, and he is who the Bible says he is. Okay, I mean, the Bible is true and is our standard of truth because it comes to us from the God who is true. And it reveals that God to us. Okay. So uh, if you don't hold those presuppositions, we're still glad that you're here. But you're going to find that uh, we don't even argue these things. We just hold them to be self-evident. And I guess it's not entirely true. Because as we get to defining the doctrine of the word of God, we're going to give the biblical argument. We're going to give the verses and passages from scripture that support this claim. Uh, But... Even that is a circular argument because we begin with the presupposition that the Bible is true. All right, why should we do systematic theology? Jesus told us, he commanded his followers to make disciples by teaching them 
to observe everything he commanded. So systematic theology helps us teach people the Bible. Um, Sometimes if you read the Bible kind of cover to cover, let's say over the course of a year, it can be hard to really get your mind around all the concepts. But when we do systematic theology and we take a topic and we bring all the parts that the Bible or all, all the things that the Bible says about that topic together, it can really help us solidify our understanding of these topics. Okay. Uh, why should we do this? It, another reason is because actions flow from ideas. So to think rightly about God is going to lead us to act rightly before God. And of course, the goal is not only to know God in our minds, but to honor him with our hearts and our lives. Okay, systematic theology is important also because it helps us distinguish between major and minor doctrines. So let me read a quote to you from Wayne Grudem. And I forget, I think this is around page 20. Um, He says, um, A major doctrine is one that has a significant impact on our thinking about other doctrines. Or that has a significant impact on how we live the Christian life. A minor doctrine is one that has very little impact on how we think about other doctrines and very little impact on how we live the Christian life. I think that's helpful. So something like the deity of Jesus is a major doctrine. If Jesus is God, that's very important and it affects all the other parts of Christianity. If Jesus is not God, then the entire Christian faith falls apart. Really, really important. Okay, so that's a major doctrine. Maybe a minor doctrine would be something like your view of the end times. Now, I know some people hold this very passionately, but your view of the end times could change and it's not going to cause your Christian faith to come crumbling down. I mean, anything the Bible talks about is important, so don't, don't misunderstand. But the your view of the end times is a minor doctrine, meaning... It doesn't affect too many other parts of the Christian faith uh, if you were to think about it in a different way, okay? So the final section in this uh, chapter is Wayne Grudem helps us understand the process for studying systematic theology. How should we go about doing this? And he says that we should do it with prayer and humility. That's absolutely true. Uh, Doctrine has the temptation of making us arrogant or proud and And this is not ultimately something that we do by our own strength. God needs to enlighten our hearts to understand these things. So we should pray and we should be humble before him. We should do this with reason. So Jesus used the Old Testament scriptures to reason with people he was having conversations with. God invites us to reason together with him in Isaiah chapter 1. And of course, God is a God of order and not chaos. So we can expect him to be reasonable. And we can expect that our reason will help us in this process. We should also study systematic theology with help from others. So that's why our elders are doing this. God gave teachers to the church to help people understand some of the more difficult parts of scripture and the more difficult parts of theology and to understand the Bible. So teachers are a benefit to us. So we should do this with help from others. The Bible is a lot to master, and so it's good for us to learn from others who have labored before us to understand it. We should also do systematic theology by collecting and understanding all the relevant passages of Scripture on any given topic. Okay, We don't get to pick the verses that we like 
and focus only on those and ignore the ones that we don't like or the ones that are more difficult uh, to our position. We need to think about everything the Bible says on any given topic to, to understand it rightly. And again, this is maybe an argument for why you should buy the book because um, probably the most challenging part of doing this podcast is that you're not going to be able to see all the verses that Grudem references, and there are a lot that he uses to support his arguments. So probably worth spending the 35 bucks on this book. And then finally, he says, we should do systematic theology with rejoicing and praise. Amen. There's this little quote towards the end of the chapter, and he says, the study of theology is not merely a theoretical exercise of the intellect. It is a study of the living God, and of the wonders of all his works in creation and redemption. Amen. Systematic theology should lead us to love God more deeply, to see his glory in the world that he has made and in his plan for salvation that scripture teaches us from cover to cover. So the final piece to this is, as you go through this process, I pray that it will not only transform your mind and your thinking about the way the Bible teaches things, but also that it will transform your heart to love Jesus more deeply. Well, that is the end of chapter one. I will warn you that on some of the chapters, we will have to split the podcast up because the goal is to be about 25, maybe 30 minutes at the most for each episode. And so some some chapters might be two or even three episodes long, just depending on how much content there is. I'll remind you again that if you have questions or comments and you want to send them our way, we'll try and incorporate those questions and comments into the episodes if possible. So you're welcome to email me, grady at maricopasprings.com. And I hope that this has been a helpful introduction to systematic theology and that God truly does grow your love for him as you go through this podcast series with us. Blessings. Thank you.